Are you an ambitious, driven entrepreneur starting to feel overwhelmed, maybe a little trapped by your business? Well, I have a solution for you. It is the five-day bottleneck to breakthrough challenge, where in an hour a day, we will give you the roadmap, the blueprint, the treasure map to where you can find yourself with more free time, more freedom of money, and a more valuable business. Hope to see you soon www.bottlenecktobreakthrough.com. In this episode, Anthea Mumby and I talk about the importance of having a mission and vision in your business and in your life. It is so important, but can become exponentially more important if you and your spouse are both entrepreneurs or working in the same business. Well, after 25 years of building a thriving, valuable business with her spouse and then negotiating a successful exit, and Thea knows a thing or two about not only the importance of a vision, but some definite how-tos. In fact, helping entrepreneurial couples craft vision statements has become her life purpose. This is The Real Bottom Line where we tell entrepreneurial stories about true grit and perseverance from frontline business owners themselves. Now, let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Real Bottom Line. Anthea, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, Wendy, great to be here today. This is such an interesting topic because in many ways, vision and mission seems sometimes this nebulous, nice to, but not necessary thing. But you've lived the importance of having that. Can you tell us a bit about your journey of how you came to with uh, you and Douglas and your business to understand it was important and that you started doing it on the regular? Yeah, yeah. So we first started this process back in 2015 and it was after we had been doing some coaching and some uh, professional development, um, which was leading us towards a different future. Uh, for our, our business together. And it at one point, we just realized that we needed to get a more clearly written vision and um, yeah, bring out, start to bring people into the conversation more of, of where we were going with the vision of our business at that time. What did it do for your business? So if we had pre-vision statement and post-vision statement, Describe your business before and then describe your business after. Yeah, so the business before was, uh, you know, it was a successful established insurance brokerage, had been around since 1975. Uh, we were growing it together and um, it was doing uh, quite well. And we wanted it to go to the next level and we wanted it to uh, keep expanding. And we also were recognizing more and more the value of team mm. and, you know, the, the staff that we had on the team, how important it was to bring them more into the vision of where we were going with the business. And it's interesting because right after we crafted this vision, the first time in 2015 is when we actually had a staffing, I call it the staffing tsunami mm. that happened in early 2015, where we had a whole, um, basically almost every member of our team ended up needing to leave our business because of personal uh, disruption challenges yeah. and whatnot. So it was the vision that 
kind of kept us going through that period mm. of time where, I mean, it, it could have closed our doors, quite frankly, like yeah. going from, you know, 10, 10 staff down to, I think there was Douglas, his assistant and myself, um, you know, within a few, a few weeks. So it was like, no, this vision, like we have committed to this. Mm. We're going to keep going. We're just going to keep, we're going to find a way and we're going to keep making progress towards it. You know, what's interesting. It reminds me, I had this accessory poster for years and years and years, and it showed this little guy on this great big field of moguls. And it said, obstacles are those frightful things you see when you take your mind off your goals. So it seems to me that, you know, having that goal or that vision statement, like you said, it really helped pull you through these. These were just obstacles. These were not, you know, things that could take you down because the vision was so important. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. Okay. So we know now that it helped you get through uh, a good, a, a really rough time. Did it mm-hmm. help you attract the right people as staff when you Absolutely. had to restaff? How did that work, Anthea? How did you incorporate using a vision into attracting them? Yeah, it became part of the conversation. It became part of the, um, you know, and the vision statement uh, for us uh, and and the way I I create them now when I'm working with uh, entrepreneurial couples is it's one to two pages. It's several paragraphs. Oh, okay. Yes, it's not a one-liner. It's, you know, there's there's some meat to this thing. Um, Enough meat that there is clarity without it becoming an entire book, right? That it's, it's not a manifesto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yes, yeah, so with with team members, uh, we would have a we would share it. Yeah. We would have a conversation around it with them. Mm-hmm. And then we would ask some questions. For example, how is this vision meaningful to you as a potential team member? And how do you see yourself contributing to what it is that we're creating over the next three years? So was it all, did it become a tool for not only attraction, but maybe weeding out folks that didn't align with that vision? Very much so. Very much so. Because you could tell if they didn't, just how they engaged in the conversation, Mm. whether it was really, were they aligned with it or not? And, you know, if you kind of got like a, yeah, it sounds good. And they gave you a canned answer, then that was a pretty good indicator that, you know, paying lip service to it, as opposed to saying, you know, it's something I can really buy into. I can buy. Yeah, exactly. Were there, so you shared it with yourselves and that got you through some big obstacles. It helped you with the HR. Was there any other area of your business like that you shared it with that helped? Was it, did you share it with your suppliers? Did you share it with current yes. clients? Like wh- how did you disseminate this? Absolutely. Yes. So we shared it with our suppliers. So when, um, because, you know, you couldn't come into our office and not see, we had signs, we had it posted everywhere. It was on everyone's monitor in the office, right? Mm. So when the carriers or our suppliers, insurance company carriers uh, would come into the office, you know, it would be there. We we would have a conversation around it. Oh, that's interesting. What does that mean? And, you know, how, how did they fit into what we were creating? So Mm. yeah, yeah. And then it helped you attract clients. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because it included the, uh, the core values, right? Mm. And so clients were interested in the core values and 
how, how they were experiencing the core values of our organization. And I still have them memorized, you know, to, to this day. That's and awesome. I was, you know, yeah, it was around the acronym HEART, the word HEART. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, and one of them was around um, the A in the word heart was, uh, you know, always put clients' interests first. Oh, I love so, that. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. We mm -hmm. should, we all are doing that, I hope, in our businesses. <laughs> Doesn't mean they're always right, but their interests are first. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Exactly. How would I compare and contrast? So I wrote this for myself. Uh, it's only a line, so obviously I have some more work to do. But I, I had this idea that I wanted to transform 10,000 entrepreneurs and business owners into true wealth builders, enabling them to better fulfill their purpose and live a life of freedom through clarity and simplification. Is that, a, is that the start of a mission statement or is it a vision? Like, what is that statement? Yeah, it's a beautiful statement. I love it. Um, and for me, I hear that's that's a mission statement. Okay. And it's it's from that your vision would be more, it would expand on that and we yep. get into more detail, right? Okay. So you would talk about, okay, well, you have team members, like, you know, how do they impact uh, the, the vision? Uh, yeah. You would talk, you know, about your suppliers, for example, like there would be many of, you know, even your physical space, the surroundings that you're working in, what does that, how do you experience that? How do your clients experience that? Like there, there are, you know, a number of additional bullets that, and depending on the business, you would you would want to include or you know you would say no that's not relevant so you know you wouldn't include that yes yeah, so there's a sifting and sorting that has to happen yeah and almost a prioritization i guess yes and and yes i love that talk of aligning it with your core values and put and making that almost all together because then it's it's your why's a lot of your why isn't it absolutely okay interesting yeah. you did a post at christmas time or in the new year i can't exactly remember what it was and i'm like Oh my God, that's awesome. And it was around the fact that you and Douglas had sat down and actually crafted or revised a personal vision for your lives together. And I thought, wow, that's so important, particularly for entrepreneurial couples, because, you know, uh, making sure everything's in alignment so that the vision in their business and the vision personal all comes together would be so important. What made you, when did you start doing that? Was it at the same time? <laughs> and what has that provided? How has that changed your personal life with Douglas? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it started around when we started it in 2015 with the business. Uh, we, um, you know, I don't think at that point we had started to do the personal one. It might have been a couple of years later, uh -huh. uh, but we realized, you know, there's different facets of our lives. There's the, you know, the business us, the entrepreneurial business us, and then there's the couple us. And so, you know, we needed different versions for, for right. what, we, you know, so um, how it's changed our lives is it, it makes things more clear uh, it allows us to work more effectively towards our, our shared vision and our goals. We have more awareness of 
where where the obstacles could exist and so we oh, can you elaborate a little bit on that and yeah yeah, yeah. well an example of an, an obstacle that you uncovered through this process okay so for um we we both have done our uh, we've been very familiar over the last few years with the colby profile yes. right yeah. I've talked about how important those tests are. <laughs> yes, you have. Yes. And uh, yeah, and I'm loving that conversation. Um, yes, because it's part of what we do as well. And so we're both quick starts, right? Okay. So Douglas, we're, we have very, very similar Colby profiles. Ooh, Douglas and I. Good and bad. Good and bad. Exactly. Exactly. So for both of us being nine in our quick start, which means people who go into the unknown and jump into the next project and um having the idea oh I'm almost done now (laughs) exactly that can lead to all right well where's the follow-up like you know how are we going to make sure that the um you know the the goal or the you know what this next steps that need to happen are going to actually happen so putting systems and structure around that helps us from driving each other crazy quite frankly (laughs) Because we're into the next thing and into the next thing, right? And the team around us, like having an entrepreneurial couple running a business mm. that are both quick starts. Yeah, we we really became more aware of that. Yeah, I think also, I think too, um, you know, I work with a lot of entrepreneurial couples on building really solid financial plans and how they're going to build their wealth. Mm. Through that process, sometimes we come up with almost conflicting priorities and uh, especially, you know, on the spending on the personal side. So for example, one of the couple may really want and love travel. Like if they could spend their entire life traveling, they would. And the other couple, part of the couple is like, you know, I just want to renovate our house and then never leave it. So, you know, when you balance, I think that part of having that personal vision is figuring out where that middle ground is Yeah. so that you're both happy or comp I don't know if I think compromise might be the word and the I'm not sure if it's the right word mm-hmm. but so that there's a coming together and an agreement on yeah we'll we'll travel three weeks of the year and we'll do this or something you know right. exactly yeah I think you said that well coming together is really you know what that ends up how we experience it it's uh because you know I think you just described Douglas and myself <laughs> yeah travel you know and projects around the house or the car right right? so both of which require capital yes so when you're divvying out from a pot of capital uh that you've decided to have how do you figure out which one to do exactly exactly yeah so that personal vision statement fascinated me um so has it, it my guess is having a personal vision statement would uh, align your your vision but also improve com- uh, communication and I gotta think it helps you hey we can do x y or z help you decide which of those is gonna more be more fulfilling for both of you with that vision statement absolutely absolutely yeah yeah that is awesome your business is making a profit you're growing but you may still feel like you don't fully have a grasp on how to make the best use of this success don't worry you're not alone hi i'm wendy brookhouse creator of the total wealth accelerator and host of this podcast i've developed a quick and easy tool that will give you a detailed snapshot of where you're currently at in your business and wealth growth and how you can improve upon it it's called your financial diagnostic score it's completely free and you'll instantly get the results 
So head over to TotalWealthScore.com right now and see where you can focus to grow your wealth. We talked about this a little bit in the green room, Anthea, and that was around mental health. And what Mm -hmm. I know to be true from my research and from having interesting conversations is entrepreneurs, a lot of us have some mental health issues or challenges from time to time, and uh, we're probably the least likely to acknowledge and deal with it. So does having a vision statement business-wise and personal help with that? Like what have you experienced and seen with that regards? Yeah, yes, great question. Um, I would say in my experience, absolutely. Because, well, there's a couple of things that come to mind um, in doing this you know, work, both in my business and with clients is, so first of all, you are bringing, um, you're getting more support right? As, as an entrepreneur, you're getting support because you're getting people who are putting up their hand and saying, I want to contribute to what it is you're creating. Yeah. And, and that creates, um, it takes a lot of the pressure off, right? That achiever, that overachieving sort of action tendency that we see with entrepreneurs. Mm. So when you have other people around you who are uh, supporting that and wanting to be part of that. And even if it's a team member who's saying, you know, I'm not sure that this, you know, next project or decision fully supports the vision and helping you slow, slow you down at times, Mm. um, that can be really helpful in terms of that overachiever tendency. And then, and and then if you tell me that you're a quick start, which a lot of entrepreneurs are, it's mm-hmm. almost like you're teaching your staff when to put the brakes on you. Yeah, exactly. And giving them permission to say, hey, you know, I'm not sure that aligns. Not sure at all. Not sure this is the right time for that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of it is, you know, as I've worked with um, various entrepreneurs over the last couple of years and done this, this vision exercise with them, where, you know, we're spending a few hours together and I'm asking them a lot of questions and really understanding them and where they want to go. And at the end of this session, when they look at me and they're like, wow, I feel, I feel like I've really been heard and listened to on a very deep level and supported and their face lights up. Oh, like I get emotional about it because, you know, it really, it's helping them to have someone witness what they want want to create and um yeah just just be part of it and you know be cheering them on and I still you know I may not actively be working with these some of these clients anymore but I still have their vision uh documents or the um you know what we created and I'm still thinking about them and I'm still saying I hope you're getting there. I hope you're getting there. So yeah, there's there's nothing like working with clients and watching them transform it uh, in front of your eyes. So you inadvertently asked, answered my next question, Anthea, but uh, I want to go there again anyway. And that is, what is the advantage to having someone facilitate the building and the crafting of this vision? Because you know, at some level, we it's in us, and maybe we have the capability of pulling it out. But what does having that third party, that neutral third party, particularly with entrepreneurial couples, what does that bring to the table? 
Yeah, it brings a different perspective. Um, I ask questions they may not have uh, considered previously. Mm -hmm. I'll get insights as I'm in discussion with them. Mm -hmm. The light bulbs will be going off. Things that, you know, weren't even considered before will sometimes come out in a conversation, which can shift an entire business um, in a positive way. And yeah, again, that, you know, having the support of somebody, especially somebody who understands the ups and downs of the mm. entrepreneurial couples world and gets it, yeah. Having yeah. Lived it you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. I think we're, we can be somewhat of a unique subset of the entrepreneur subset, which is already unique in itself. Cause we all it know is. we're a little different. So you added in that you're working directly with your spouse or you're both entrepreneurs, man. It does. It adds a little level of stress and it adds a little level of some, uh, you know, some, some competition or competing forces happening. So that's what I think also it helps is it, it kind of settles some of those things down. Yes, I, I feel at the end, you know, when we finish these projects, like there's a feeling of calmness and confidence about the future. Yeah, that okay. wasn't there before. Yeah. yeah, I love that. How does that affect, do you think, the value of a business? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, if you're confident about your business and you feel that you're going to get support in that business, I mean, that's a game changer. Right. That's so powerful to, to, you know, go forward with that feeling like, you know, this, this is doable, right? Yeah. Yeah. And not be that, you know, we know entrepreneurs, individuals, like, let's do it all ourselves. Like, no, get some help. There's the support. <laughs> I think it, because you, bec it becomes so much more alive for you. Like I think about the transformations I've witnessed with my clients. And I sometimes say, listen, yeah, this is the amount of the check you have to write for me, but that's not where I get my excitement. My excitement is when you transform and we change your lives through the work we do together. So, uh, and that's me knowing what I'm trying to achieve with them. Yes. With those clients. Yes. How often should I revisit, review, uh, update my mission statement or my vision? Typically, I'm going to say at least once a quarter really mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. tell me more about that and yeah. I, I, you're shocking me right now I was like oh. go look at it maybe once a year in your you know your annual strategic planning session take a look yeah yeah well quarterly is that opportunity to reflect mm -hmm. and again it's like see the progress right mm -hmm. take a little bit of a look at the last quarter and see the progress that you've made towards the the vision um, we did it with our team. Like we, you know, had a team meeting once a quarter and we would say like, let's, let's score it like each area. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. On a scale of one to five, how are we doing? Oh, and wow. Then, yeah. Yeah. Wow. You've just taken it out of a qualitative measurement to a quantitative measurement, which is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So were people then actively trying to do things so that they could get the score up next meeting? Is that what would happen as a result of that discussion? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, you know, we would have people become, like, I, I remember um, one team member became our champion of Google reviews, right? Because one of our things was around the client experience and what did the client, what did the review say on Google? Right. And, and one person, you know, put, I remember them putting their hand up at a team meeting and saying, Hey, yeah, I, I'd really like to take this on. 
So and by the next quarter, it was like there were a lot, more, a lot of great progress with the Google reviews. And I think also it takes it from this nebulous thing to actually a business tool. Yes. And Thank so you. I think that is, uh, for me, a really big takeaway from this discussion. Mm, yeah. If I, what haven't I asked you about crafting a vision statement that you think is important for our uh, listeners to know? Hmm. Well, yeah, it's something that we tend to uh, procrastinate on, I find. And important, not urgent. Exactly, exactly. So I think, you know, in my experience, it's important to move it to the important uh, and important. Yes, yes. Uh, And, you know, carve out the time, you know. How much time do I need? If I were to hire you, Anthea, tell me Mm -hmm. about the process. How would that work? Yes. So the process is that uh, we start with some um, uh, reflection. So there's some you know, question preparation that you do ahead of time to kind of get, get the wheels turning and get thinking about things. And then we basically spend uh, a few hours together. Mm-hmm. We go through uh, you know, the, the questions, the answers that you have so far. Uh, we have a discussion around that. We see what else might show up that wasn't you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't evident before because I might get an insight as well yes. from, from our discussion. And um, yeah, so, and then I basically, I go away and I, I summarize it all and distill it down to, uh, you know, one to two pages of, uh, of verbiage. And yeah, so you've invested by the time we're, we're finished, you've probably invested uh, a day, a day and a half of time to get oh, cool. to this. So that's actually, you know, I think there's this perception that it's this massive, massive undertaking. And what you've just said is it can, it's a day and a half, but it's spread over time and you're doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Anthea, thank you for coming on today and talking about the importance of vision statements and things like that, where I think the real bottom line is, if you don't have one, it's time to get one. Thanks for joining Wow, there was just so much learning in this episode. Do you want more? I have a special offer for The Right Entrepreneur, a complimentary one-on-one coaching session that is all about you, your business, and your goals so that you can accelerate your business and start to accelerate the growth of your network. Head over to wealthcoachwithwendy.com. There you will find a letter that kind of outlines all the details of this offer and also an application form. We have an application form because there's such a limited number of of slots that we're opening up for this that we want to make sure that the people that um, uh, do are successful in getting the slot, we can make the biggest difference with. So head over to wealthcoachingwithwendy.com and apply today. Thanks.